This is Saima Dillon with um, Heart to Heart with Saima. Um, I have my daughter here today, Noor, and um, I felt it would be um, a heartwarming way to start um, the episode and uh, the podcast uh, to be able to bring her and, um, you know, just let her uh, just uh, be here and just share certain things, uh, our life together. Um, hey, Noor, how are you? I'm all right, Mom. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, Noor. So, Noor, um, how was your day today? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's barely started. I mean, it's 3 p.m., but it's barely started for me, I guess. I just got in the car because you insisted upon me coming. So now I'm here. And I think uh, uh, that's what uh, parents do sometimes, you know. Um, this is the uh, beginning of a new journey. And I think um, it's, uh, it's kind of, um, you know, coincidental that um, when you got your fortune cookie yesterday at Panda Express, your fortune cookie, uh, can you can you tell me what your fortune cookie actually said? I don't remember exactly. It said you are about to embark on a new and fulfilling career or something like that. So last night when you were like just, uh, you know, you were tired um, and uh, you were really reluctant uh, to come with me on the podcast today. Um, and uh, I told you it's completely your decision if you don't, you're, you're not wanting to join me today. Um, it's okay, but perhaps you should, you know, take a look at the what you got in your fortune cookie. And um, maybe this indeed is you're embarking on a new journey. And I think that's what life is, right? Every day there's something different and every day is part of that um, new journey. And I think um, this right here, it's uh, something different for you as well. I mean, that is a hope, but unfortunately I do disagree that for everyone, especially people who have gone through life like I have you know every day isn't a new part of your journey every day isn't a good part of your journey every day isn't you know sometimes all the days melt together until you don't even remember what you've had the day before you know it isn't always just good and it isn't always something you can just go head first into a lot of people struggle just to get out of bed at times and I don't think it should be something people are ashamed for. I don't think this mentality of the working force where they say you work, you work, you work, you work until the day you die, you work until you exhaust yourself, you work until you feel nothing. And I think that mentality where people, you know, look down on people who don't have all of that energy inside of them to consider every day a new and exciting day or, you know, even something that's worth existing within i think that's something people should maybe take a look at the way they word things because i know a lot of people who you know beat themselves up more than they should when people around them are telling them oh why don't why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that why aren't you going to school why aren't you working why aren't you doing this and this and this why aren't you getting married why aren't you meeting people why don't you have friends why don't you have this why don't you have that and 
I think the day people realize that everything you could possibly ever need is lives within you, I think that is a day people might understand each other more. People might be kinder to each other, maybe. So yeah, just, I guess just going off of what you said about how every day is new and every day is exciting, I, you know, I don't think that's always true. But I hope today is one of those days. I hope today is the beginning of something good because as much as you might not know what the next day brings, you never know what day might change your entire life. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's what life is about. I, I think life is all about hope um, because I don't think um, anyone would be able to move forward in life or look forward to anything or have the ability to do anything without hope. I think hope is the essence of life. And um, I also feel that um, hope comes from change, Noor. Um, if we stay, um, you know, I, I always uh, uh, say this in the house. I don't know if, if uh, you guys are listening or maybe subconsciously listening, but I feel that, uh, you know, it's, it's Einstein's theory of insanity, right? To expect different results when you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And I think that's where it, you become hopeless. But when you keep trying to change your space and change comes, I think change brings with it hope. And hope is essential for us to um, keep going on in life. As much as, I mean, I agree with you, hope is what moves life. Hope is what gives life. Love and hope, I think, are besides the negative emotions such as anger or vengeance. I think they're two of the most powerful emotions out there, two of the most powerful feelings, the feeling of hope, the feeling of love. But for a lot, for a lot of people, you have to understand that once you have felt pain and nothing but pain for so long, it almost becomes your home. It becomes the only thing you know to the point where you almost feel ashamed to say I had a good day or I you know, felt something new today or I experienced something better today to the point where you don't remember what happiness feels like when you feel it, you're almost scared of it. And um, you know, change can be something that is terrifying. Change is something that it can be good change or it can be bad change. A lot of the times I think unfortunately for some reason the people that go through it the most are the ones who have the most bad change and you know people don't understand why it is so scary why it's so scary to change to move to exist um you know it should it should just be as simple as you know you accept that it's going to happen and you move through it you power through it you take it as it comes and you keep going but you know, for a lot of people, even if all they want is to feel better, all they want is to feel good, sometimes hope, sometimes change can be the thing that they push furthest away because you almost don't know how to be happy. You almost don't know how to be good. You almost, you just don't know. And when that not knowing, it 
almost drowns you. It almost takes you deeper into the abyss where you start to believe that it's not that you can't have it, it's that you don't deserve it. You don't deserve hope. You don't deserve love. You don't deserve change. You don't deserve to live a life that could be meaningful, that could be filled with purpose. It's like the only reason you were brought onto this earth was to feel pain. And I wish I could help people see that, you know, no, human beings aren't born evil. It is the world that feeds them evil. It is the world that conditions them to evil. It's the world that created racism, ableism, homophobia, sexism, xenophobia, just every single bad thing in this world that, I wish people could understand that love literally lives within you. Hope lives within you. The universe exists throughout every single person on this earth, all in different ways, different shapes, different forms. And as much as all of that is scary and as much as this world is so big, I wish people would see that you know, and I'm kind of veering off into my own, That's okay. you know, taking what you said and even building off of it even more. But, you know, I wish people could see. that's why we are here. Yeah, I just wish people could see that change is scary. Change, as much as it can be a good thing, like I said, it can be a bad thing. And that bad is what we are afraid of. It's the thought that as terrible as you feel as desolate as empty as meaningless as you feel that it can get worse and you don't know what path that you might go on that can make you better or make you worse you see all these success stories you see people thriving you see people even terrible people in places of power i mean i'm gonna say it but the man we just had as president for the last handful of years i mean it seems that evil always wins. And that's what makes the good inside of us cower because we don't know how to imagine a future where we are happy, where we aren't scared of change, where we embrace life, we embrace every toss, every turn. A life where we feel love, a life where we know no matter what we go through that we'll always be supported by love and a lot of people aren't surrounded by love whether it's their family or it's their friends or it's even themselves you know a lot of people don't treat others with empathy and with kindness you know like i said so many people judge so many people ridicule those who don't seem to have much inside of them anymore you know they try to blame you for what you go through and as much as part of it is our fault, it's also you have to look in the mirror and see how are you treating these people? Are you looking at them and telling them that they're worthless? Are you looking at them and telling them what they are doing is not good enough and they should do better, they should work harder, they should do more, be more? You have to look at yourself and see the way that you treat others is often the time, often how you treat yourself. And you have to see, are you doing more good in this world? Or are you doing more harm? Because the spectrum of human emotion is so vast. You can't put anything into a box. You can't put anything into, you know, a chart. There's nothing that you can try to put into words. All you can do is try to spread light, try to spread warmth, goodness, empathy, if we, we can tell all of our neighbors that we love them and that we are there for them and that if they ever need a pot of sugar, they ever need 
something or they need to have their, you know, you need to pick someone up because their car broke down or if people weren't scared to touch, to feel, to exist within more than what people say you should be or what you should do, what society has dictated this world to be. If you look past it and you, everything you do is just filled with love. I think things could be so much more different than they are in the world that we live in. Why do you think it is that way? Why do you, why do you feel that, do you feel, why do you feel that there's more of that negative emotion or whether it's hatred or it's judgment, why do you feel that's more than love? I, I feel that maybe love, I feel that it is love that makes the world go around. I feel that it is kindness, it is goodness, it is generosity, it is the strength and the contribution of good people who are out there and they're turning the wheels of goodness, even though, and they're not visible just like evil and just like negativity or hatred or negative words are visible. And especially just like you said, in this present environment and current environment, you know, those negative words are more visible, but I still feel that the goodness of the people who are in the background because they're quietly going about doing their business, the wheels are churning because of those people, because of what those people are doing and their contribution to humanity and they are the ones because of which the world keeps going round. I mean, you have to look at it from the perspective that every case is different, right? And the way you perceive the world, you know, you are, you have more light in you than most people do. Even when you make mistakes, even when you impose on others, or even when you push someone out of their comfort zone, you know, it does come from love. It comes from goodness and the way you see good in the world shows that you are good. You are a good person. You are driven by love, but you have to think that everyone in this world, there are so many, there's so much bad out there as well. And I mean, look at it from the beginning of times or what we have been told is the beginning of times. It was first, you know, Adam and Eve, and it was always the man more powerful than the woman. You go to cavemen and, you go to anything, it all starts, okay, man is more important, man is more important, man is more important, then it went to, okay, white man is more important, white man is more important, white man is more important. And then you go to, okay, yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll let you vote. Maybe we'll let you decide what you can do with your body. Maybe we'll let you decide that you have worth because of the color of your skin. Maybe we'll stand there and act like we're God and say that, you know what, we, get to decide how you feel and what you go through and what you experience. And then you pull in the time money was created, which let's be honest, the only reason money has any worth, that piece of paper that I could tear into with my lowest amount of strength, only has worth because humanity gave it worth. And then you come into the mindset where greed and jealousy and someone wanting to rule the world comes into place. It's always the ego of man that tears us to shreds because money is more important than love. Status is more important than love. Power is more important than love. And 
I don't know what happened along the way of humanity that someone decided that the goodness is not as important as the bad. And that's because it's perception. It's from person to person, the way someone sees the world. You know, it's a it's a chain reaction. If someone has terrible parents, then they're going to struggle way more in life. If someone has amazing parents, they might still struggle in life. If someone has amazing parents, but they're thriving and full of love and all the right morals and all the right things. Or if, you know, a psychopath could be born and end up going and becoming a serial killer or a psychopath could be born and they have parents who teach them love and tell them. Because, you know, there's also stigma about mental illness where they say psychopathy, sociopathy. You know, they don't realize that, you know, a lot of people out there might be on the spectrum and that doesn't change them as it might change how they view the world. But if you choose good, you choose love. Those people can live just as normal lives as the rest of us. People with bipolar disorder, people with borderline personality, people with depression, anxiety, people with schizophrenia, people with the vast amount of illnesses in this world, you know, like you said, where, why do people choose? Why do people choose to live the way they do? Why do people choose something other than love? It's because you fear what you can't control. And when people realize that you don't need to control, you don't need to hold this world in a, in a vice, you don't need to be the master of all. If you can just do good and be good and spread good, spread light, if you can make all your movements with love, then even if money didn't exist in this world or the governments didn't exist or, you know, a hierarchy didn't exist, if people didn't decide that one person is more important than the next, if people moved how the ocean flows, how every drop of that water comes together to create the vastness of the ocean, the depth of the ocean, the power of the ocean. If you realize working together and fusing each other with love yes. is more important than your greed or your hatred or your bigotry or your judgment, your ego. Yeah. yeah. Rumi said you're not you're not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. Yeah. And that's very true. It's very beautifully said as well. Um, I don't know. At the end of day, at the end of the day, it is ego that fights against the higher mind. Always. It is ego that tells you to be jealous. It is ego that tells you to be vengeful. If you get your feelings hurt, you know, like you're driving down the road you pass someone that person starts speeding up trying to pass you and you know you just let it happen but you think in your head what was you know what what did my passing your car trigger inside of you that made you feel inferior that made you feel less in power and that hurt your ego and uh or you know you pass someone and they don't they don't do anything they let you pass you they let you pass. They let you go. They know that what you are doing has nothing to do with, with yeah. what they are doing on the road. They know that you have your destination. They have theirs. Yeah. And they, their ego doesn't exist. Yeah. They don't take it personal. They don't take it as an act of war. They just let it happen. And yeah. I was just reading this, uh, listening to this um, 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 
there's this book called the four agreement uh, the four agreements and uh, one of the agreements of the book is uh, uh, where they talk about that whatever an individual person does has to do with them yeah how i behave has to do with me and what's within me and how i perceive things i might sit here and just all of a sudden start just ranting and just start going crazy and just cursing or whatever, you know, breaking things. It has nothing to do. Yes, anyone who's in the path of fury will get impacted by it. But unfortunately, it didn't have anything to do with the people on the other side. It has completely to do with the individual who is experiencing all these emotions yeah. and if we teach ourselves which and um, i mean the brain is such a powerful tool and i don't think anyone knows this uh, more than you because since childhood uh, since you were a little baby a few years old and we started buying all those books on neurology and uh, the brain and i started giving you um, all those books and, um, you know, when you reach that point where I told you every book you read, I'll give you $5. <laughs> and you were reading all those, um, what was the name of the book? Um, um, what was it called? PK or GK something? Uh, it's yeah. right on the top of my yeah. tongue. I can't, I can't remember, but I remember the exact, like, when we it was because my my second cousin second cousin i believe got into harvard on a full scholarship and uh, he told i mean i guess his mother told you that oh yes i made him read books every single day of his life and even if we didn't have as much resources as someone else or we didn't you know have all the tutors and the nannies and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. you know if we didn't have everything i can still give my kid a book and i can still help him open his mind yeah to something other than just what he sees and you know as much as i was very annoyed at that when i was a kid i just wanted to play and do things that really had no purpose go play in the sandbox go sit oh, on I a swing actually go there run is a purpose field. That's true. Purpose. The a, purpose of happiness, right? The purpose of happiness, the purpose of uh, nothingness. Yeah. I think nothing is amazing, yeah. you know? Uh, I mean, as much as, uh, I, you know, I love to travel and um, even, um, you know, when we were going through some of our most uh, difficult um, times and, um, you know, the after the, especially after the recession of 2007, when real estate crashed, uh, everything fell apart. And, um, and then um, I started uh, doing part-time work. I started working for American Airlines uh, from uh, home. And that was, uh, I think that's what was um, for me like, um, the, this driving factor, uh, it was, you know, no matter how difficult things got, there was still that opportunity to, to just go to DFW airport and just get on a flight and just to um, turn into a bird and to just fly anywhere in the world and to just leave everything behind, to leave all our, all our worries behind, to 
um, just get on the plane and take off and transition and just trans this transformation and turn in, you know, you're in a different world, a different place. And um, um, no, it's um, I I mean, it's it's very interesting. I mean, you were talking about the brain and when people realize we only we use less than 10 percent of our brain at its 100 percent capacity. We use, I think it's maybe 7%. I can't remember exactly. I don't, um, I read this a while ago. I, but I think we it's only, less than that. I think it's like 3%. It's either 3 or 7, yeah. but um, we, we don't even know what the purpose of our minds are. You know, as human beings, we just live. We not knowing if there's a higher power or if we're just floating on this rock in the middle of infinite nothingness, you know, trying to make something matter, trying to make our lives matter. Or, you know, if there is, I mean, obviously there is a universe, there is a divine power that created everything. I'm not one of those scientific people that just believe in the Big Bang. And as much as I don't judge them, I've experienced too much supernatural divinity in my life and too many encounters, too many things that have scared the life out of me or empowered me. And, you know, I I feel that there is something out there. There's a purpose for every life and that, you know, they use our brains to communicate with us. We don't even know what we are capable of, yet we judge ourselves from the moment we are born. And, and you know, talking about perception, you know, you're talking about how when you started working for American Airlines and you traveled everywhere and you were so happy and it was your freedom, it was your happiness. I remember in the same home as you, those were some of the darkest times of my life. I, you know, as unfortunate as this is and it's not something I'm proud of, I don't, if someone asked me, hey, Noor, where have you traveled in this world? I wouldn't be able to tell you. I wouldn't be able to remember. I remember sitting in the car in those rental cars driving seeing this beautiful beautiful life existing and in on the roads of poland or in the little tiny streets of italy and i remember i would just sit there and i would be crying i'd be crying and crying and crying i'd wake up crying i'd go to sleep crying and i would be like everyone is so happy we're traveling the world we're out there we're seeing this beauty why can't I feel anything but my pain, my suffering? I remember this, this one time we were like, we were, it was in Poland, actually, it was in Poland. Uh, and we were driving, I don't know what it was, it was just a long drive. And I just something happened. I don't know what it was. And I just, I just crashed. And I sat there, I had my headphones in, I was listening to Paradise by Coldplay, which is one of my ultimate comfort songs. I was listening to it on repeat and crying my eyes out, looking out that window and wondering why I'm even here. Like at the age of, I wasn't even, I was what, maybe 12, 13, 13 14. I remember sitting there and looking at all this beauty and seeing nothing but sorrow. Because when I saw all that, just like you saw it and you felt powerful, you felt elevated, elevated, you felt filled with life. I sat I there. Free. I sat there and I, I saw the beauty. 
I processed the beauty. I knew it was beautiful. And inside of me, I hated it. I hated it for being beautiful. I hated it for being free. I hated knowing that at the end of the week, I was gonna go back to the place where I'm supposed to feel safe and comforted in my home, but that place that all that awaited me was my demons. And I sat there hating that everything was so beautiful and that I couldn't love it because I knew it was going to leave me. I sat there, you know, begging, saying, please, can we please wait to travel until I feel better so I can take this beauty in. And you know, a lot of the trips we went and I was happy. I was, when I was, completely and utterly obsessed with One Direction. We went to London and I ran through the aisles of Heathrow asking every airplane or airport employee, did did any of the members of One Direction walk through these very aisles that I'm walking through? And I remember seeing all the places in London. I remember going to Harrods and going to the Big Ben. And I remember seeing all this beauty. I was like, wow, 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 wow. And I was completely overtaken. So do you remember that um, on one of those trips when you were looking all over the place for One Direction in London and you wanted to uh, go to that uh, restaurant? Oh, my gosh. Um, I was actually just going to bring where, that up. Where, you know, One Direction had gone and they had dined and you were like, it was okay. their favorite. It's It was their favorite and restaurant, Nando's. Nando's. And then you did not want to leave the house in London, so I left you guys and I went out on my own because I just could not stay in the house. And then coincidentally, when I'm walking along the the River Thames and then I see this Nando's and I just walk in there and I just asked the waitress, I was like, hey, by any chance, is this where One Direction <laughs> came um, to eat? And the waitress said, yes. <laughs> And it was so, so ironical that I end up there. Nobody, we and, did end up going to the I, one. And then I was like, okay, guys, you have got to leave the house. I know you don't want to, but you have to. And let me take you to the Nando's that you wanted to go and where One Direction has been. Where I ran my hands all over every booth, every corner, even as so far as going to the bathroom and just putting my hand on the door. <laughs> I, I did, I... Let's just say I used all my coping mechanisms to bring me as much happiness or excitement or passion as I could give myself. Because I remember I wouldn't wake up for myself, but I'd wake up and I'd know there's a possibility that they dropped the song. There's a possibility that there's an interview and I'll get to see them. There's a possibility that they could drop a tour. I'll get to go see them in concert. And, you know, I... I don't even remember where this conversation started, but I just, it's crazy how perception, how everyone's lives can be so different. You can be living just a few feet from each other and everything yeah. can be so, I mean, the individual experience, right? Everyone goes through their own things. I just wish people, um, I just wish people saw that. I wish people saw that there's more than just what you exist within. That this world is so big. That there's so much love to give. There's so much light to give. That you don't have to hoard it or steal it or run from it. If you just open yourself up as scary as it is. If you treat everyone 
If you treat everyone with kindness, if you treat everyone with love, if you treat yourself with love, you, you treat have yourself to treat, with kindness. Yes, because exactly the way you treat yourself is exactly how you will treat others. And this was exactly um, when I started telling you that I, I want you to do a podcast and I want you to just sit down and just stop talking and just start putting your feelings out there. Um, we are here for a purpose, like you just said. Um, it's The choice is ours, what we choose to do in this life. And I think just right there, um, you have, I, 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 I feel some people come into this world to change the world and to leave this world a better place. And you have to focus on that. And perhaps that's your purpose in this world. Because a lot of people who are, um, who feel that they, they cannot voice their emotions and their, what they're going through and their feelings, sometimes if they find someone who can give voice to what they are going through, it gives them hope. And I feel you being here, sitting here, sitting in front of this mic, I feel the universe is giving you that opportunity to put your feelings out there, to put your thoughts, your emotions out there and, and see what wheel you're going to start journeying and how it might end up impacting lives. And as, as anxious as I felt at the beginning of this, I unfortunately, I've known more pain than most. I, to this day, know more pain than most. I also would love nothing more than to help someone, yeah. to help them feel like they aren't alone, that yeah. their suffering that is they valid, matter. that they matter, that yeah. Even if they aren't on this earth, it's a lesser place. Absolutely. If I can make someone feel heard, I can make... When I was younger, I had no one. I thought I was crazy. I thought I was going insane. No yeah. one could diagnose me. No one could tell me what was wrong with me. And I felt like I had no reason to exist. If I could go and help some 13-year-old kid flailing... Yeah drowning in the pain of their sorrow if I can go tell that kid that you know what there's a way out for you and, you and that matter. you are real you exist and you do it beautifully and I'm proud of every step yeah. that you take even if you just take three steps a day and from my perspective I will also say that your voice matters to parents too because when you were alone and we were around you and we could not understand what you were going through we could not understand you. We did not know how to help you. We were surrounded by people who were questioning you, your actions, your, your anger. We had no answers. We didn't know what to tell anyone because we ourselves could not understand. But you sitting right here, finding that courage within you to be able to voice your feelings and voice your thoughts, you're going to start touching lives. Thank you, Mom. I love you.